Blog Talk Radio. Tune in to the hottest sports talk show. I've never had it so good sports radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Um, excited about tonight. We are continuing our celebration of Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to those um, that I may have missed yesterday and to the listeners, all the moms that are out there. Happy Mother's Day. I'm getting my co-hosts and Duck Riley and Tim Moore. And today we have on moms who um, have, have athletes who've been through the transfer portal. We'll get them in here in just a moment. But Duck and Tim, how are you all doing? Doing well, Princess. Awesome. Good bless, Princess, awesome. and I want, want to wish you uh, again uh, a happy Mother's Day. Uh, thank you very much. I, I really had an awesome one. Um, Duck, I went to the Steve Spurrier restaurant on Saturday night. Um, I tried to send you pictures because I knew that that would probably, you know, please you, that I was around so much orange and blue. Yeah. My, send them to Tim. Here, get them to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a chance then on Sunday to, to hang out with family and, and the girls and then head on back um, to Columbia. So we're going to get started, um, Duck, here and welcome in everybody. And I didn't do myself um, um, correctly by making sure and saving the, the phone numbers. I know one, so I'll get her in here and then we'll welcome everybody else, um, Duck, to the show I'm excited about this one. Let me go ahead and get Shoshana Cook. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Awesome. It is awesome to have you. All right, for sure. All right, Duck, I'm looking for the rest of them now because I know that you sent them to me to make sure that we have. All right. So we got 5130. I'm going to welcome her. She's not in the system yet. Um, and five two five four two seven. Okay. Um, Ms. Cowan, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello there. Thank you very much. I am doing well. Thank you guys for having me. It is our pleasure for sure. We're still waiting on Ms. Brown. So, Duck, you maybe want to text her or um, maybe maybe she's the unidentified number. Hold on. Let me just check the unidentified number. Ms. Brown, do I have you? Yes, I'm here. I'm uh, the other number. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I figured it out. Um, All right. So, Duck, Tim, take over. I'll come in at the end. Happy Mother's Day to all of you all. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you, Thank too. you. Happy Thank Mother's you. Day to you as well. Awesome. All right. I'd like, I'd like to echo that, too. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, before we even get in, into this, I just want to tell, uh, I want to see, get your opinion on what type of advice would you give uh, John Morant, uh Starting with you, uh, Coach Harvey. Change your circle. (laughs) I don't mean it in a harsh way, but you need to change your circle because if your circle is, I don't want to say allowing that, you know, you, you, you seem to do, some kids seem to do what their atmosphere is. And he needs to change that. And he really need a reality check because you are making a lot of money. 
And in the blink of an eye, you're going to be the reason why you're not making that money anymore. Like, it's time to get rid of the nonsense. And right now that's nonsense. You flashing a gun and all that stuff, that's nonsense. Man, you, you, you worked hard to get to where you're at. And in the blink of an eye, you are going to destroy your own dream. So I would say change. He needs to change everything, 60. And somebody knock him to the white meat. But that would just be me as a parent. But he definitely needs to make a 360. Okay. Uh, um, I, You know, I'll, I kind of deal with this um, with my students. I teach, um, and I've been teaching for 28 years. And, and it's hard for – and I'm not making excuses for him. But this generation coming up doesn't see the same thing that we do. They value their values are different. Um, what they see symbol. Oh, that's not that serious. Oh, that's not what I mean. Blah blah blah. I hear that all the time. Um, the advice that I would give him is talk to someone from a different generation to see why people are making a big deal out of this, and then to reevaluate what his goals are. But I would definitely tell him to reach out to someone from a different generation and to reevaluate what his goals are. Okay, uh, Rakesha. Okay, hopefully I got it right this time. All right. Yeah. So I would um, I would second um, a piggyback on everything that they said, but first and foremost, it being a Mother's Day show and this being Mother's Day, you know, every day is Mother's Day, but where is his mama? (laughs) Where is his mama? Because I told my son today, Jacoby, whenever I saw the news headlines, I said, you already know. He just shook his head. He said, I already know. He said, I would would already be fearful to even do it because I know my mama's going to be the first one coming after me. Where is his mom? Um, Second, Yes, he does need to change his social circle, but also he's going to have to take a look into his professional circle. Who does he have handling his uh, his affairs? Who does he have there to be there to be that backbone and that um, that foundation for him to show him the ropes? Because obviously there's not anyone there who either cares enough or who, everyone's there for the wrong reasons. So he's going to have to evaluate himself as a whole on the social, the personal, and the business level, and then go from there. I just pray that he gets it right. These um, young men and women are blessed with these attributes, attributes and also blessed to take their talents that they are blessed with to another level. And it's so sad and unfortunate to see anyone have that snatched away because of Bad decision making. Yeah. Okay. Doug, can, yeah. If, if I could yeah, add yeah, a little bit yeah, to that. Yeah. Yeah, Francis. I just yeah. want to say too. I think the whole family needs to um, readjust and get some counseling because mom is using him as an enforcer. Someone said something bad to the sister, you know, mom's daughter, at a game, and and she called him, and he came with guns and his friends to enforce the whole situation, get the young man out of the stands, and. She called him again at the at the mall. She didn't like the way someone said something to her. So she called him, and he comes again with his friends and arrives with guns. And 
And, and I think that the, the entire family needs to get some counseling and readjust where they are and how they see life. Um, mom, dad, da, and, and, and the sister. Um, it's, it's sad, and, and I, I hope that they do because a lot of money is at stake, and not just with Memphis Grizzlies, but with Nike and Powerade. They have millions invested in him annually, and um, all of that's in jeopardy now. Wow. Okay, uh, thank you, I Francis. Agree. Yeah, I want I want to stay with uh, Rakesha because she was the last one out. Rakesha, give uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself, and then uh, tell them your son's name. Okay, I am Rakesha Cowan. My son is Jacoby Cowan. Um, he is well. He was. Um, he went to Providence Day High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he played football and basketball. However, he chose to go the football route um, for college. And um, he originally started football, his college um, career, at uh, the Ohio State University. He was there for two years. He um, early enrolled. He graduated early uh, December of 2019. He was the class of 2020. However, he enrolled at Ohio State January of 2020, which was right prior to the pandemic. So to make a long story short, the pandemic kind of had, uh, you know, it, it had a lot to do with his reasoning for transferring. Um, on last year, last May, he did enter the transfer port- portal, and he uh, transferred back home. He is currently um, uh, finishing up his junior year in the classroom, uh, medical red shirt, sophomore year on the field, and he is back here at uh, the University of North Carolina, Go Hills. So he is here. He's a defensive end, and that's where we are now. Okay. Uh... Yes. Hi. My name is Pat Brown. Um, I am a teacher, as I said earlier. My son is R.J. Moten. He is a 2020 graduate of Delran High School where he played um, football and baseball. Um, also, with COVID, um, he did not have his senior year baseball season. Um, after lengthy recruiting, um, we're fortunate to have lengthy recruiting. Um, he committed to the University of Michigan, where um, up until about three weeks ago he was attending, he entered the transfer portal, um, and now he is uh, playing football with the University of Florida. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Pat. Uh, it's Coach okay. Harvey. Coach Harvey. Um, my name is Shoshana Cook Harvey. You know, you'll hear him call me Coach Harvey, but I'm Shoshana Cook Harvey. Um, my son is DJ Harvey. He graduated from Sierra Canyon High School in California in 21. He then went to Virginia Tech. He was there until. What he was there until spring, not spring. He was there until December. He went into the portal, and now he's closer to home, and he is at San Jose State. Okay, I want to go back to uh, Pat. Can I get a a Go Gators in here? I'm sorry, I was just trying to get that part in there. (laughs) Go Hills. (laughs) Oh my goodness! So anyway. We we would like to come back to, because I like for the ladies to kind of talk about as a mom and you're going through the pandemic 
and the recruiting process at the same time. Tell me how how was that, and how did you guys manage it, Pat? Going through uh, the pandemic, um, it was it was difficult. It was hard. Um, I'm in New Jersey, so New Jersey has some of the strictest uh, rules and laws. Uh, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do much. Um, as far, luckily, his visits and all of that were done. Um, but he was looking forward to having um, his senior season for baseball um, that got taken away by COVID. Um, we just everything like flip flopped and went upside down. All the meetings turned to virtual. Um, we drove him out to Michigan, um, which I did not originally plan for. But it was like every day was something different here in New Jersey. Um, so we basically had to keep try to keep his spirits up because, you know, it was rumored. There were so many different rumors about the Big Ten, what the Big Ten was going to do. Was there, was there going to be a season? Was there not going to be a season? What's going on? And I said, I had people telling me, calling me in the morning with the latest information, the latest changes, and I said I would be the one who would want to tell him. Um, if there was going to be a season or not, what kind of rules, what kind of regulations. So I took on that role to um, break the bad news, if you will, due to COVID uh, to him. But it was difficult. Okay. Uh, same question, teacher. Uh, the process, you know, pandemic and trying to, you know, figure out exactly the recruiting part of it. Um, yes, it was def- definitely a difficult um, point. Uh, it, it was a little different with us because, like I said, Jacoby graduated. He early enrolled because he graduated early. So he started at um, Ohio State in January of 2020. He was 17 when he started college. So I was in Ohio for, you know, a few weeks or a month because he couldn't sign for anything. He couldn't even get his key to his um to his suite because he wasn't 18 yet. So I had to sign for that. And that in itself was a lot. You go from being a 17-year-old high school student to being now a D1 college athlete who's well-known all over the world. So that transition in itself was enough. Um, So Jacoby came home for spring break in March. And while he was home, Ohio was one of the first states that closed everything down. So while he was home for spring break, they were notified not to come back. But the the campus was closed. They gave us the three days at the end of the week to come to travel in to pack up their belongings and either take them home. But because he was on the football team, they had storage for their big items to go into. So we went within that week. It was a hard week. My grandmother passed away in the middle of that week. The next day we had to go to Ohio, pack him up, bring everything back, and just, you know, everything was unknown. So we didn't have the issue with the recruiting part because Jacoby had been recruited for, you know, over the previous four years. His first recruitment visit was actually, ironically, at Carolina when he was in eighth grade. So the recruitment process was finished. We had finished with that process. But... Lord behold, we didn't know that this whole thing was going to blow up and we repeat it again. So 
once he was at home, they got notification. Um, they did, like, Zoom calls, and they did, like, virtual workouts and things like that. Um, we were notified the end of May that June 15th, that everyone, or June 5th, that everyone could report back to the campus, the football players. And they um, literally, I told him he has no idea about campus life because he literally lives in the suites with the four of them for two months because when they moved back on campus, it was an apartment complex mm-hmm. that everyone moved into. They did not go back on campus. So he's mm-hmm. never lived in a real college life. So anyways, um, he got back in June, and um, he came back on June 15th because he had other things going on with the senior class. But unfortunately, when he got back, like his third day back, once they started working out as a team, he tore his Achilles. So that just canceled out his freshman year there. So that's why he's a medical red shirt. Um, whereas he was in the ranks in the, you know, first, second team to play and schedule, you know, that was the plan. But that unfortunate circumstance didn't allow him to play that year. So not only did the pandemic happen, but that unexpected um, injury happened as well. But, you know, and outside of that, the pandemic allowed for the upperclassmen to have an additional year, especially if they were already redshirted. Then they also had a COVID year. So then you have others in front of you who are actually taking advantage of their fifth and sixth years. So then that's putting you to have to, you know, either not have as much playing time as you like or things just not going your way. So then you're left with the difficult decision to make a choice. And it's a business decision at this point. That's what I Mm -hmm. really want to, really want to stress to any mother, any father, Mm -hmm. any athlete listening today. Whenever you go to college, in terms of making decisions about playing on that next level, it is about business. It is not personal. So whatever decision you make, you have to make it based on where you want your next, your outcome, your future. Base it on your future. You can't make decisions based on anything or anybody Mm -hmm. else, but where you want to be, where you Mm -hmm. are, and your future. Okay. Uh, Yeah, same question, uh, Coach Harvey. Um, It was tough. And the reason why it was tough is because it was DJ's senior year. So he didn't really get a chance to do the unofficials because that's when it had already started. We had did a few unofficials, and he was getting ready to do his officials, and then all of that started, you know, with the COVID started going happening and so everything just became at a standstill that he had like he was on a lot of schools uh board so we did uh we did a lot of zoom meetings i mean a lot like some days it was overbearing i understood it but some days it was just overbearing but before he i knew he was like in virginia tech I'm a Cali girl, so I wanted him to stay close to home. So that meant we had to catch a flight out to Virginia. So I could see Virginia Tech because he had seen the campus. I had not. I wanted to see what the campus was like in the daytime. You know, I'm asking him, like, are you sure? Like, why are you picking this school? Because at the end of the day, I'm like, you're going to be 3,000 miles away from the house. 
what is it about this school? So it was really, really tough because although we had a lot of schools to pick from, once COVID hit, their their um, scholarships became where they may have had 10. Now they reduced down to two because, like she said, a lot of the kids could come back for a free COVID year. So it took away some of the scholarships. So if he was number two kid that they was looking at and all they had was one, they're going to take the number one kid. So you really had to figure out in that time frame, okay, let, let's just go ahead and commit because if we don't commit and we wait two weeks, would this, would this scholarship still stand? So it was tough. Like you're trying to really finagle through things and hoping and praying that you are picking, you know, that you, you – you're doing the right decision for your athlete, in a sense. Yeah, uh, before I bring Tim and Princess in, my last question right now would be for each one of you, and starting staying with you, Coach Obvious, that uh, mm-hmm. once you, you know, you, he went to Virginia Tech and mm-hmm. he decided that he was going to enter the transfer portal. Talk about that. Uh pros and the cons of entering the, uh, the transfer portal? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to first say this. You never want your kid to go to a school and then want to transfer. But, again, it is a business. It's a business move. I Originally, he was there. He was recruited by another set of coaches. Those coaches – um, the head coach got fired, and they didn't keep on the other coaches, which it, it can be alarming, you know, for some. I was one that was like, well, okay, DJ, do you think you want to go in the portal? He was like, no, I'm going to prove myself. I'm going to keep working hard. Okay, great. When he decided that he was go- going to go into the portal, I, I don't want to say that I felt he was going to go into the portal, I just, he wasn't the same kid that I'm used to. He wasn't excited anymore about football. And so that was alarming to me because he's been playing football since forever. For you not to be excited, that's alarming for me. So it just made me take additional trips out there to kind of just see where he was at mentally. And I asked him to give me his pros and cons because you heard all these scary most things about the portal and I didn't want him to get in the portal and get lost. You know, but do you tell your kid, okay, don't go in the portal, you know, we're going to figure it out or you keep working and it still be the same thing, which is pushing him further and further away from the sport that he loves. So I think what I'm going to say the pros are, in your gut and believing in yourself as an athlete um, that you'll get picked up. Um, I I would want to say that a pro would be like a restart button for some Mm -hmm. athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's a way for them to just put that behind them, grow from it, and restart. Just just hit the restart button. Um, A con for me would be how many kids is in that portal? <laughs> it's a lot of kids in the portal. And you get you, you may get a coach who may not say some of the nicest things of a kid that goes in the portal that 
maybe just for their own selfish reasons. So that's like a con because as a as an athlete, you really don't know what the coach is telling the other coaches who is inquiring why you're in the portal. And some coaches can say some things that may not actually be true, you know what I mean, but it happens. Um, I would say another con would be keeping your, your athlete motivated during that process. I mean, it can be a pro and a con just depending on how your athlete is, but just keeping them motivated because you have a lot of coaches that may be inquiring about you before you go in the portal. Then when you go into the portal, you don't hear from them. That can be disturbing too. You know, it mm-hmm. can, it can, you can go either way as an athlete. You can, it can make you feel like, well, maybe I'm not good enough. You know, when that may not even be it. So the, the, ooh, the, the portal is a beat. Just mm-hmm. I, I tell all mm-hmm. parents before you and your family, you and your athlete decide that this is what you want to do. Write some stuff down. Figure it out. Like. Mm-hmm. Because it, it is not easy. It is mm-hmm. stressful. And if I'm stressing and I'm the mama, I can only imagine what he's stressing about and he's mm-hmm. the athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got to make sure that in the process of all of this transferring that these classes are transferring over. So it's not just about the sport. you got to make sure that they didn't just waste two years at this school and going to be going backwards because they transferred. So. That that's my take on the portal. Just be mindful and ask questions. If you know somebody that that knows some football teams or know some coaches, ask them. You're gonna have to do. It's like you're gonna be the recruiter before your kid get into the portal to get recruited. Okay, good information. Uh, Pat, want to come to you, Pat, with this. I would say there's two sets of pros and cons. Um, there's pros and cons first as to are you even going to enter the transfer portal at all? And then once you're in it, then you have to wait and see what happens. And then you make pros and cons for each school. I think there, it's stressful. Do I go into it? Do I not go into it? And then once you get into it, um, it's not you have to be knowledgeable of how the system works, who's telling you the truth, who's not telling you the truth, what rules are there, um, because this past opening, if you will, of the transfer portal, the NCAA reached in and changed some of the dates. So you have yep. to be, you know, you have to be always aware of the legalities, what the athlete can and cannot do, um, any date changes, any other kind of requirement changes, and there's no one to tell you. So I firmly believe, and I thank everyone um, that helped us, it's almost like you have to have a trusted team. Um, and I agree, it is very stressful. Um, the football world, as I learned, is very, very small. Um, I lost some friends along this journey because, um, they didn't understand how stressful it was. I didn't know going into this it was going to be this stressful. Um, but you you want your sons, you want your athletes to be successful. So, of course, you're going to stress. But you've got to keep on top of what you can do and what you can't do. So there's pros and cons. Do you go into it in the first place? 
and then there's the pros and cons or what's your plan for it once you are in the transfer portal. Okay. Rakesha? Um, I will honestly say that the decision to transfer and the transfer pro- process was probably the hardest decision um, in regards to college decisions. I feel like that portion of this process was even harder than when he initially mm-hmm. um, decided which school, chose a school out mm-hmm. of high school. Um, I say that because I think the decision to transfer was the absolute hardest. Mm-hmm. The reason being is yep. because his reasoning for transfer was nothing negative. You know, it wasn't necessarily negative. It was just timing. Timing was everything. You know, things out of our out, out of our control, out of his control. Um, I do feel like it's a lot easier for him than it was for me. Um, I think because we had developed so many close relationships, close yes. relationships now with a lot of the families. So a lot of his brothers just were just drafted, you know, we feel mm-hmm. very close. I was on the parent um, football parent board, one of the board board of directors on the parent board. Um, still very close with his position co- coach, you know. So it was all love, nothing bad. So that's really really hard when mm-hmm. it comes yeah. to making life changing decision based on business and taking extracting all your personal feelings out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also hard because we were pretty much almost at the top of the ladder, as high as you can go. We were on a team that we had already been in the Sugar Bowl. We were his first year. We were in the national championship, you know. So we had been in those environments and all those stages and those those platforms, and you would like to think, well, hey, will I make it back here? Or was this just my chance to experience that, and then I have to move on and build my block somewhere else? So that was very, very hard. Um, I will say he did He did finally, just like I let him, you know, do, just like I did, um, he and his dad, him, he, me and his dad did for high school, strictly it was his choice. Because mm-hmm. I always tell him, hey, you have to be there. I don't. You know? And he was never opposed to going away from home, which is why, you know, he chose Ohio, of course. But whenever he did choose to go into the portal, he was, you know, fine with it. He had... He had dealt with it. He had thought about it. He had prayed on it, and he just did it, you know, and it was really, really quick. That's one thing about it. It's so quick. So, please, if your child, if you feel like your child is on the fence or whatever, still go ahead and plan ahead because it happens so quick, so fast, yes. um, to the point of where he still had a lease on his apartment till July. Yep. I mm-hmm. had to get a new apartment, so, you know, we're kind of paying for two apartments at the same mm-hmm. time for two. Mm-hmm. So you have to make, you have to be very strategic and very smart in your planning when doing this. Um, I will tell you, once his name did go into the portal, like I said, I thought that the high school process was overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. The transfer process was overwhelming because it was like they flipped the switch on, we didn't get a heads up. Mm-hmm. Everything went crazy from mm-hmm. our social media boxes, my telephone, our emails, 
text messages. It was so, I mean, I'm talking 70 plus schools, probably 20, 30 more than when he was in high school because I think he started out with like 42 offers or something like that. But we had 70 plus schools contacting us, like, and they were like vultures. Like, you know, they when they're high school recruits, you know, they have to be, they can't be as, as aggressive as they would like to be. But when you're in that transfer portal, it's business. Like, you're, you're like, applying for a job. So they can be as aggressive as they want to be because yep. you're no longer tied to a school. So you're free reign. You're like a free agent, okay? Mm-hmm. So it can get very overwhelming. However, he had already narrowed down to narrow down uh, the, the schools that he would take interest in and that he would like to do um, his official visits at because, again, they are allotted more official visits in order to make that decision. So, you know, that was pretty easy. And, and, and he was blessed enough that those particular schools were the schools who had contacted them, and a few of them happened to be in his top five out of high school. So... It just kind of, it kind of worked out. I mean, it was like, Lord, just let this process just be easy because these past two years have not been. You know, it was one of those things where just just give us grace, just give us grace. So it was it wasn't that bad, but it did become a little overwhelming. I will say that the level of competition or the level of football. And, and just where he was, the space he was in because of the pandemic, the injury, and all that kind of stuff, It was just, he was just in a different space. And so, like, um, I can't remember which one of you, a beautiful lady, said it, but it's like when you remove yourself from a certain space, you can then find mm-hmm. where you were before. And then you start back to excel, and you start back to be self again. So it was kind of like um, – the adjustment, just the adjustment from the pandemic and everything just going on with those kids. I can't even imagine that going on when I was in high school. Like, they didn't have proms. They didn't have regular graduations. Life was just all out of sync, you know? So to finally have some type of peace, some type of um, just normalcy, you know? So it was just just a breath of fresh air. But um, I will say this, too. Whenever you're choosing a place for your child, choose it all the way down to the location of the school, the weather of the school. I can tell you firsthand that it is a lot easier from someone up north or in the Midwest to move down south to go to school, <laughs> enjoy the sunshine and the, the rainbow, right. than it is from a kid from the south who's familiar with the sand, the ocean, the sunshine, and the rainbows to move up north where it's 90% gloomy most of those days. And there's yeah. a lot of precipitation and there's, and it's cold and things like that. So that that's also things that you have to consider whenever you're um, trying to pick locations in school for, for your child. Another thing someone said, and I will piggyback on that, make sure that whatever major – and whatever classes that your child has already taken, that that school has a lot of equivalents that those classes will, um, those credits will transfer over, that they can apply it to something. Because it's nothing worse than your child taking a whole lot of credits over two years or one year or three years, and they're going to graduate early or graduate on time, and then you transfer to this other school, and they don't really have a major that's equivalent to what they're taking, and you're losing 30, 40, 50 hours. Not to right. mention, 
whenever you transfer, you have to get a certain amount of hours. You have to take a certain amount of hours at that new transfer school in order to obtain a degree there. So you have to keep all of those things in mind. But other than that, I don't really see as far as when it, in terms of Jacoby, I didn't have any cons with the transfer portal. Um, Well, uh, other than I, we didn't get, um, a heads up that they were going to turn on the green light and we were going to get bombarded. Other than that, that's minor. I think it was fine. I'm glad that they have it. My brothers, they didn't have these things when they were in college. So I I just feel like it gives families a choice. You have an option. You don't just have to settle with what's in front of you or what you're in at that moment. You have a choice to reposition, to start over, to take a new route, and then that way that can have a different outcome on your future. Okay, uh, all right, Tim. You on mute, Tim? I was trying trying to find my mute button here. I'm sorry about that. Um, that I, I think um, was it Tad that just spoke, or was it uh, Rakesha? Um, she sort of it touched was on. Huh? I'm I'm sorry. It was Rakesha. Rakisha, she sort of touched on uh, on my my question uh, uh, to a degree, and I, I'd like to to hear um, uh, from the other ladies as well. Um, the decision to go or have your son go to uh, a different part of the country than what they were uh, familiar with. Um, how do you, as a parent, mother, uh, help that child uh, make that adjustment? Because I uh, grew up in in Virginia um, for my early years in West Virginia, but in Virginia out of high school, and I also went to college in Ohio. And uh, there there's there's uh, the weather, uh, but there's also a culture shock of of, of uh, some degree that can come into play. And I understand uh, you know uh, one of you all had a had a kid go to Michigan. Um, uh, um, Coach Harvey had her son come all the way across the United States mm-hmm. to the part of Virginia that is not the Tidewater, where the, the big cities of Norfolk and uh, the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area. This is rural southwestern Virginia. Um, touch on that, if you would, uh, how you help uh, prepare, and then once the kid is on the ground, uh, help them adjust. To uh, those new realities of just being a di- in a different environment. Um, Pat, could you uh, could you start? Sure. Um, RJ's going through that right now. Um, you know, Michigan. Whoo! Um, <laughs> it's a different kind of cold up there. Um, but he knew that going there. Um, this past winter was a hard winter. They had an ice storm where they lost power for several days. Um, they had to leave their apartment and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That could happen anywhere. I mean, RJ grew up in New Jersey, so he's used to winter. Um, but like I said, it's a different kind of cold um, up in Michigan. Um, so now he's in Florida. Mom, it rains every couple minutes or every day. And I go, I told you that. So I prepared him ahead of time. Okay, you're going from this and you're going to go to this. I stick to the facts. We looked at the weather. We Googled what the weather was that particular week um, when he was thinking about um, going there. And I said, you know, you're gonna, you were in the cold. Now you're going to be in the heat. Um, you're going to be in the humid heat. 
Um, but like um, the other mom said earlier, it was a business decision. Um, so he looked at what was there. The weather was a plus. Um, there were some other schools that he was looking at where there would have been a true winter also. Um, so you, you stick to the facts. You make them aware of everything. Um, and if you're going to a different part of the country culturally, again, you stick to the facts. You make them aware. Um, but I think our children, no matter where they go, um, especially as black men, they have to be aware of certain things. So I always have both of my children um, aware of wherever they go, even if they go um, on a away game and they visit somewhere. This is a part of the country that you're going. You need to look out for this. So I always stick to the facts. I'm honest with them. I don't sugarcoat anything. Um, and the weather, I mean, you know, we didn't have – in New Jersey we normally get snow. Uh, we didn't get that much snow this winter. I mean, you look at California, California had so much rain. So I think with this global warming going on, you don't know what you're going to get where you are. Um, but to answer your question, I'm up front with them, and I stick to the facts. Uh, Coach Harvey, um, Blacksburg, Virginia is quite a bit different than any part of California, no Southern California, Northern California, Central California. Uh, you, and you're not going to Northern Virginia, around Alexandria, Washington, D.C. You're going to Southwest Virginia. Uh, how do you help your son with that adjustment? First, I had to help me. Because I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? But my son is very, um, he's to himself. Like, he's just a, a kid that he's just, he's a quiet kid and to himself. But my daughter, my oldest daughter, went to, she graduated from Bennett College. So she was okay. like, you're going to get all four seasons. It's one minute it can be raining, one minute it can be snowing. So he was, like, kind of excited. I guess he was like, I'm a young, I'm a, um, I'm a young boy. When I come back, I'm going to be a young man. You know, me, I'm like, that is far because <laughs> he's, my, he's my youngest child that's leaving. So... He adapted good his to a point. Now he's a Cali kid. He's coming to where he's the only Cali kid that is on the team. So he had to get used to some stuff. They had to get used to some stuff, which will make which made him be like, "Mom, they be on some weird stuff," you know, because <laughs> they, <laughs> both worlds don't kind of connect with how they talk. You know what I mean? But he managed. I think it was more so me than him, you know, because I would just be like, it is nothing to do out here. You know, in, in a mother's mind, you like, yeah, you have football, but what happens when there's no football? There's nothing to do out here. That's trouble, you know, but he was fine. But it was just something I needed to work on. Okay, Rakisha, you started this ball rolling. Talk a little bit more about uh, Columbus, Ohio, which I also lived in. Um, okay, it w it wasn't it wasn't too too hard. Uh, Jacoby, I think he really what he really loved about Columbus and what helped him choose Ohio State um, outside of you know other factors was that Columbus reminded him a lot of Charlotte, um, as in size, as in city. You know, not too big, but 
you know, a nice size. And it, it just reminded him of Charlotte every time he went, reminded him of home. And um, not to mention that a lot of his uh, football brothers and a lot of them who were in the um, Nike opening and the All-America game who played together, they all had been together all through high school at the little, you know, series events and things. A lot of them were um, on the team, so they encouraged and recruited each other there. But as far as Columbus, um, his first year, like I said, it was COVID, so we kind of missed a good bit of the winter portion. So that was it was it was a breeze. Now the second year was when it was like welcome to Columbus, you know. So it was like snowing from October to April for no reason every day. I'm flurry. No for no absolutely no reason. Um, <laughs> flurry every day. Um, out of the blue. It wasn't even on the radar. Weatherman wasn't even calling for it and here it is. So, um it was like somebody in the sky had a, a snow blower and they were just blowing it out of the sky for no reason. So it was, you know, that was a culture shock. First year I told him, I said, Well, hey, you know this wasn't really you didn't really get to um, experience their winter. So that next year, and he was like, oh, no, this is not it. And I was like, yeah. So it was, it was different. It was definitely a culture shock as far as the weather is concerned this time. Okay. Doug? All right. I'm going uh, to bring Princess in. Uh. Ladies, um, it's just been interesting listening to you all in this entire process. I'd like to bring it forward into the decision and that you've made that decision and a new opportunity is um, in front of you now in, in, in a part of your lives. And I'll start with you, Shoshana. Um, talk about the new school, um, maybe not in name if you want to, you can, but just in the fact that how comfortable you feel and how excited you are for um, his journey now, the new opportunity. I'm super excited. He left Virginia Tech. He's at Central Bay State. And the reason why I'm because you hear the excitement in his voice again when it comes to this book. So I'm super excited. He's calm. He's happy. You know, it's not. He's still four hours from me, but he's still in California. It's not a seven. It's not a seven-hour flight. It's forty-five minute flight. Um, but. I would go if he wanted to stay at Virginia Tech. I would have still been there, you know, flying there. But he's happy, and this is his. Told him, you had this journey because something about this journey needed to reset you as an individual. So now that you're at your second school, you have to make it work. You have to figure out what what needs to work for you. You have to work through it and do what you need to do on the field. So he's happy, he's content. And as long as he's happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it right there. Rakesha, you, you're, talk about now and, and the decision made and, and a new opportunity. Um, yes, he, you know, made the decision. Again, he is back home in North Carolina, uh, two hours away from home, from Charlotte, and um, in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, at the University of North Carolina. And he is, you know, he's glad to be home. Um, again, he's glad to be back in sunshine. And um, he's <laughs> glad to be back into some familiar turf and territory. I will say that um, 
at Ohio State. It's a it's a different beast there, and their athlete. He wasn't able. He was he was there. He was an athlete there. He very rarely had the time to even think about also being an active student, other than the academic piece, which is also grouped with the football program, you know. So since being back home, he is finally able to partake in festivities on campus. He is actually a student athlete here. Um, Since back here, he has, uh, on April 5th, he crossed um, as uh, Kappa Alpha Psi. He's in a fraternity now. Um, Mm. He was able to be online during winter ball, during spring ball, during the internship this semester, and a full class load he pledged and crossed on April 5th. He could have never done that at Ohio State because the demand was a lot more. Um, And also, again, when you're in a certain space, your mentality is in a certain space as well. So um, just to have him back home, realigned, focused, eager, hungry, um, participating, and again, like Shoshana said, and happy, it means the world to me. If he likes it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you want for your child for sure. Mm-hmm. Pat, mm-hmm. Pat, the same question, you know, you know, now the decision has been made and, and all of that other weight is off of you um, because, you know, it is what it is. The, the process can, can be um, tumultuous at best. But talk about now the, the new opportunity. Right. RJ, he hasn't even been um, at Florida for a week, so mm-hmm. I'm, we're both trying to get <laughs> – get acclimated to it um and and learn everything um you know we're in the process right now of just getting acclimated to everything i'm trying to figure out fights he is further away from home but i had him make the decision um because like a mom said earlier um he's the one who has to go there he's the one that's on the field so it has to feel right for him um and like every other mom said if if rj's happy mom's happy uh-huh. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, he's a legacy. His dad went to he to, he is a legacy. So I'm getting used to all the things that that come come along with that. Okay, okay. Well, reach out to me. Born and raised in Gainesville. Reach out to me if you need anything. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. Boom. I had to squeeze that one in, Duck. <laughs> he said, "Boom." <laughs> <laughs> I can't even I can't even finish the show. All right, whatever. Let's go. It's all it's always a mountaineer causing trouble. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Ladies, leave us with something. I mean we've had we've had a lot of listeners to this show. As a matter of fact, last Monday about 3,000 listen live, but almost 8,000 listen to the show from Monday, yesterday, on Mother's Day. And I know this will continue. Um, leave the parents or the moms with something that you've learned um, from all of this. And, and I'll start with you, Pat. You know, what is something that maybe you can reach out to another mom that's, you know, that's right now in the middle of the transfer portal? What's some advice that you can leave them positive um, as we, we head out of this show? Um, be as informed as possible. Um, like I said earlier, know the facts, be as informed and possible as possible. 
um, and be honest. Have open communication um, with your with your son or daughter. Um, I was on the phone. I don't know how long um, throughout this whole process, um, texting, um, phone calls, and just trying to talk to gain as much information as possible. But also. Um, have your son or daughter talk to you. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want? Um, you know, create a list. Um, but one piece of advice is be as informed as possible. Yeah, yeah. Rakesha, the same thing. What's some positive information that you can leave to another mom or just the parents that are in the middle of this process now? Um, I would say just make sure that, you know, if you are not happy or even if you are happy and things are just not going your way, you know, the way that you plan, then, you know, it's okay to make that decision. A lot of people still frown upon the transfer portal. I think it's great because, like I said, it gives them the opportunity um, to try something new. And I would also say for your new school that you are um, looking to transfer to, you want to first look into their guest chart for your position. Mm-hmm. You also want to have a relationship with not only your position coach, but also the coordinator of that position. You play defense, the defensive coordinator. You want to have uh, you want to have talks with him as well. And of course the head coach. Um, but outside of the head coach, you see the strength and conditioning coach, your coach and a D coordinator more than anybody, but strength and conditioning more than anybody. So definitely get in with their strength and conditioning coach as well. But make sure that you have a good understanding of what they're looking for, what they expect from you, where you fit in, if there is a need for you. And also, you let them know what you're expecting, what you're looking for, and uh, how you foresee your future there and what you feel like you bring to them and what you feel like you expect to gain from them. Because it is not a one-way street. They need you in some way, and you need them yep. in some yeah. way. So we yeah. often get it twisted like the, you know, we need or they need that school, but the schools need our athletes also, you know. Yeah. So we have to keep that in mind. Don't sell yourself short. Be very, very plain, very um, straightforward with what you're looking for, where you look to go. Uh, try to right wrongs that maybe you didn't do in the decision-making process previously. But just be very straightforward, very open, and um, just hope that they do the same in return. And everything will work out for you. Other than that, pray, leave it to God, and everything else will, will work itself out. Yeah. Um, Shoshana, bring this on home for us. I got a chance, an opportunity to, to hear some of your concerns while you were going through the process and but a lot of times you had gotten quiet because I guess yes. this was your additional full-time job in trying to make yes. sure um so talk about now the reset is here the excitement that he is okay and he is a new opportunity or or, or just really you know what do you tell um parents um you know now in the positive part and what to do you know, I don't look at it as negative. First thing I'm going to say is buckle your seatbelt and breathe. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you still have to be that cheerleader for the athlete who's in the portal. And although you may be frustrated or, you know, things may not be panning out, it's going to happen. Um, but like they said, 
you you come to the table like this is what I can do, this is what I want. If they want you, you guys are going to be on the same page. You have to that their mindset have to be I'm going in to work. Now you make this transfer, you know it's all about business. This is a business transaction. It's no longer high school football. This is a business transaction. So now I'm about to show what I can do. Like with my son, he plays with a chip on his shoulder because he always feels like he has something to prove. And to me, that's like the best thing is because yeah. they don't get, catch you slipping because you're playing with a chip on your shoulder. So to parents who kids are going into the portal, just just breathe. And yeah. ask questions. Please don't be afraid to ask questions. Please don't be afraid to tear down their roster. You know what I mean? See exactly what they're looking for because they're going to tell you whatever they think you want to hear. But then you got to flip the script on them too. And you got to, yeah. you know, bring forth what you're, what you want to see, how you want to see your athlete. You know, my, the one thing my son had to check me in, in all of this stuff, he said, I was like, well, DJ, if you don't get picked up, what you know, what what's the next move? He told me I'm always going to bet on me. So we always got to make sure that our kids' mental state is they're always betting on them. Yeah, very good, very good. Congratulations, ladies, on, on having successful athletes, having successful student-athletes um, who've turned the corner. Um, it, it's no small feat for sure, just raising our children just to be healthy citizens in life and to be successful. Um, you all right. have done more than that. So congratulations. Pat, Rakesha, Shoshana, we appreciate you all being on. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Tim and, Tim and Duck, you want to Thank say you. bye? Duck, you, if yeah. you want to sing the yeah. fight song or something together, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to say thank you, uh, uh, Coach Harvey. Thank you, Rakesha. And boo to Pat. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Let's stay close and, and reach out if you all need a need a megaphone to broadcast anything, okay? Thank Absolutely. you. Shame on you, Doug. Tim Moore, we'll see you at the top of the hour. All right.